What up? This is the Slap Fight, your favorite nerd culture podcast. If it's not your favorite, then you're living wrong, people. I'm Dial your, us up. We're back. I'm your host, Nolan Buell. And I am John. Just I'm John. Doing Madonna. John, John, Ma- John McCarthy actually uh, left hey, the show in a huff hey. some time ago. This is uh, John Schmuckarthy. You don't hear fucking Madonna's fucking dancers giving out her last name. It's Madonna, whatever her fucking real name is. You've done it like on the first 20 episodes. I'm trying to keep uh, suddenly an incognito approach to, you know. All right, well, uh, you know, moving forward, uh, (laughs) because we will be talking about that uh, today, Um, you know, we'll uh, we'll be keeping that in mind, but... uh, we got a we got a couple of announcements uh, regarding the show. Yep. Um. You know, don't uh don't fall out of your chair or anything. We're going Charles Darwin. We are evolving. Yeah. So, but uh, the the big headline is I'm moving. Yep. Uh, I've been uh, very happily living in New Orleans for uh, just about nine years now, but. Uh, not from here originally, not, like, like myself. Right. Uh, we're both a couple of Florida boys. Non-native New Orleanians. But, uh, you know, we uh, we defected, and uh, we've been, you know, been enjoying uh, everything there is to offer down here. But uh, Really didn't want to wind up a fucking Florida man Twitter post, so I had to get out of there. Oh, and, you know, and, and ever since I've been telling people, oh, yeah, I'm uh, head back to Florida, all oh, the, the Florida man jokes have, uh, have have been in no short supply. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. But, um, yeah, it's just circumstances uh, have, have just kind of made it to where uh, that's kind of the right decision for me right now. It's an opportunistic move. It is. Not a um, move out of necessity or out of bad situation. It was an opportunity arose. Right. Cause, uh, and you I, seized upon it. And uh, I actually uh, I wanted to mention in uh, uh, a, a wise man once wrote that uh, that New Orleans will can reject you like a, like an immune system. Well, if you're that's... if you're not suited for this city, that sounds like a true fucking writer that wrote something like that. I mean, a true linguist. That's a, that's a old modern-day Bill Shakespeare. Yeah, a little Billy Shakes in the but, house. Uh, but I like to think that I'm, I'm leaving on my own terms, and, you know... Yeah, I'm, you're not being rejected. It's yeah, not, not I'm... Uh, casting the out. Yeah, I'm just kind of moving on to the next step. I'm not, uh, you know... The, there's there's no uh, band of yokels running me out of town uh, on a turnip truck carrying pitchforks. <laughs> yeah, that's true. While banjo chase music plays in the background. <laughs> no, I'm happy for you, man. I really am. You're you're moving. Um, you're getting back with the family, which is always nice. Yeah, it'll be know? the first time you know I've, uh, uh, this much of my family's kind of all been in uh, close proximity to each other. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, awesome, I'm dude. I'm really looking forward to Damn, it. I'm gonna hate, I'm gonna hate not having you around in person, but um, all of this aside, we wanted to let you guys know that we have no plans or nor nay intentions of stopping what we're doing. If anything, right. we might actually get a little bit more regular, like a dolcalax taking old person. We might get a little more regular. I I think I might be more of a metamucil person in my old age, metamucil, but uh, cross that juice. bridge. It's a shit joke, people. It's a goddamn constipation shit joke. Yeah, but uh, you know, ordinarily, you know, maybe uh, twenty years ago, uh, you know, when people were podcasting on their computers back then. Oh yeah, back in the old days, uh, it would have been real hard to uh, do it remotely, but. Fortunately, technology being what it is in 2019, uh, we are planning to figure out uh, 
whatever are the most uh, convenient and effective way to uh, still record and uh, get these podcasts out. Yeah, I think it's going to be good. I, I mean, it's not good that you're leaving, but um, I think it'll be fun because it'll, you know, we won't be directly in the room with one another to uh, it kind of it'll kind of hopefully remove a little bit of lays on my part makes me make me actually put in a little bit more actual research <laughs> into what we're talking about yeah and we'll uh, and and you know we got some ideas uh, also we'll we'll get into that stuff uh, more yeah, we do, towards we the do, end we do foresee the show um take uh, evolving as i mentioned before so. yeah but uh just uh you know do be advised there there is going to be a bit of an adjustment period i mean i've i've got a uh, you know stuff that i'm going to have to take care of once i uh, get unpacked and everything, and then it's going to be a matter of learning. This this whole thing has been a big learning experience for the both of us, and uh, I, you know, I know more about audio recording and editing and uploading than I did when we started this thing, and it's uh, just a few new skills that uh, we're going to have to kind of learn as as we adjust to this new phase of the podcast. Yeah, for those who don't know, Nolan's always been the one that does the vast majority of the work on this. I I just uh, lend my thoughts, my thoughts and his, prayers. Yeah, is uh, yeah, he's he's the he's the talent, the, uh, <laughs> the the looks of the show. Yeah, yeah, Nolan does all the work, so we gotta yeah. just bear with us. It shouldn't be long. I, I don't imagine. Yeah, little little bit of an adjustment period, but uh, we'll. We'll be trying to put out uh, some kind of content as soon as possible. And if you've subscribed to this show on your podcast platform, as you should have a long time ago, uh, you won't have to worry about it. Because as soon as we churn the next one out, just like this one, it'll be like, blink! Oh, look, you've got a brand new little gift from Nolan and John for your ear holes to enjoy. And uh, that, that actually kind of reminds me, because I've been... Because I have a, you know, not not to brag or anything, but you know, I've got a, I got a few friends out here, so I've been letting people know I'm going. And every now and then, I get a, oh, you know, you you still gonna be doing that podcast? And I go, oh, so you've listened to it? Nice. Uh, mm, well, uh, and and I just get a bunch of excuses. I don't get it. I really don't get I'm it. I'm not I'm not asking you guys to come to my ballet recital or something, folks. Yeah, plug in your goddamn fucking uh, earphones. Download the free podcast, listen to it, subscribe to it, and you know I like to think we're relatively entertaining. We talk about a lot of funny shit. I so. think uh, I, I think we put out some pretty listenable stuff most yeah. of the time. And speaking of listenable stuff, let me chime in and just say uh, I meant to do this a couple of shows back, but my book Hard Roll: A Paramedic's Perspective of Life and Death in New Orleans, which is available and sitting at a five star review on Amazon and all these other places that you get books and shit. Uh, my publisher sold the rights to a, an audio company, and it has been uh, adapted into an audio f- form. So you can go get it off of there and listen to it if you're a non-reading uh, person. You know, you can just listen to it. So you can you can listen to Nolan and I, and then you can chime, you know, tune in to Hard Roll for a few hours or were how you, long it takes. Were you able to lock down James Earl Jones to uh, to be the reader? No, couldn't get James Earl, couldn't get Pee Wee Herman. Um, I really had n- absolutely fucking nothing to do with it. Um, matter of fact, the publisher forgot to even let me know. Someone had looked at it and said, oh, you can get this as an audiobook. I was like, no, I'm pretty sure it's not available as an audiobook. And they're like, no, it is. I was like, well, goddamn. And then he, and then he sees uh, the cover and he's like, Bobcat Goldthwait? What? <laughs> the guy that, that reads it, I mean, from what, I haven't listened to it, 
but from what I've heard uh, some from people who have listened to the audio version, said he did a really good job. The little sample I listened to on Amazon, which anyone can go sample the audio, he sound it reminds me of like Herschel from The Walking Dead, that Scott Wilson. You meant yeah, yeah. I remember you telling me that. That's what he sounds like. To, it's obviously not him, but. But that's so the good. guy did a good job, yeah. So go check it out. That's good. We've we've uh, we've both got some uh, some exciting things uh, coming up in the very near future. Yep, got a lot going on. A lot going on. So, John, you were uh, you were kind of out of town for a few days recently. Yeah, man. But uh, I mean, what were you going to the Grand Canyon or Muncie, Indiana, or something? No, dude, I was at the the Mecca and Medina of Nerdtopia, which is uh, San Diego Comic-Con. What? Yeah, I know, I know. No, and I took my, my oldest son and I went out there. This was my 10th trip. Uh, it was a 50th anniversary of the show, and uh, it was awesome, as been, it always is. Been to Comic-Con 10, God I've been to WizardCon once that, in New Orleans. Yeah, that one kind of blows, I think. I, I'm not a big fan of Wizard. Um, I had a I had a good time. I'll, I, I, I got at least like one or two things i'll pepper that in. used to be that that started if i'm not mistaken there used to be a magazine back when magazines were real um called wizard magazine and uh, they oh. launched i think in the 90s yeah and it yeah was a big, like, that's a comic book and they're not a, are toys they a, all that are they affiliated with wizards of the coast or i don't know about that i don't think so but i'm not positive. i don't yeah i wasn't sure either i mean i i think that's where that comic convention launched but it, it's become um I mean, listen, it's it's great because it brings a Comic-Con type of a show to a lot of smaller places. Yeah. Uh, I know the, the the case in New Orleans was a friend of mine. There used to be a Comic-Con here years ago. It died and went away for a long time. Then a buddy of mine who used to own a comic shop here brought it back. Um, he's now a grader with the CGC, the comic book grading people. Um, but he brought it back and got it going again, and then Wizard kind of come in, and I think he helped them, and then... I'm not sure if there was any fuckery involved or not, but um, they wind up taking it over and doing their thing. And it, so they basically go around to, I don't know how many there are, 20 or 30 shows in the United States. And, you know, um, they'll bring in some comic creators. They'll bring in, you know, Walking Dead cast, people like that, and let you take pictures. Yeah, of Michael Rooker. Yeah. You know, great guy. Yeah, people like that. So it's a good show, but no, it's no fucking San Diego Comic Con, let me tell you. I, uh, I, I did have... Uh one really, because you know, I'm I'm always looking for uh, good ways to troll people, and uh, we were at I think we went in 2015, yeah, with a friend of the show Brad Rosenberg, and um, friend of the show Brad Rosenberg. We uh, we we go across a uh, it's a booth that was for bronies. If, oh, uh, if, yeah, yeah. For those uh, unfamiliar, you lucky folks, uh, let me. I'm looking at my Bob Cephala signed Bob's Burgers action figure right here. Yeah, but uh, that's uh, adult men who are into the the My Little Pony show uh, on Cartoon Network, and it's uh, yeah, they're called bronies. That's they're what called the bronies. Kind of an internet laughing stock. Uh, Not for me, man. I'm, 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 I stick to my guns. People like what they like. I'm not yeah, gonna oh, oh yeah, them. no. I'm not going to... It's yuck. weird as fuck, but I, I'm not going to shit on them. Yeah, I'm not going to yuck anyone's yum. Yeah. But we, we walked by it, and uh, I just kind of turned to Brad, and, and I said loud enough for uh, you know the, the booth guys here, I'm like, oh, Brad, look, you, know, you, you were into this show, weren't you? And he's like, "What? No!" I'm like, "Yeah, remember, like, uh, like back in college." They start trying to recruit him, like Scientologists. <laughs> and he's like, "Hey, you, come here, man! He's like, come you here. motherfucker! Come here, bro! Let's talk about it. Who's your favorite pony?" Oh uh, yeah, he 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 wasn't having it. 
Yeah, but no, man, we went out there. Like I said, it's my tenth trip to San Diego, and uh, that show is is awesome. It it gets a lot of shit too from from people in the comic book world, especially because it 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 is kind of. I feel evolved. It's a lot more of a pop culture convention now. A lot of people shit on it because it started as a comic book convention, and, and people feel like um, they've gravitated slowly away from comic books. Um, I don't find that to be the case. There's plenty of comic book stuff there, but uh, I've heard from some people on the inside who say that um, the convention is not. They don't treat the comic book creators as nice if you're not like a top level, you know, person. Um, I'm not sure if that's the publishers or the eh, actual convention center or that not. That sounds true of uh, just most venues yeah. in general. But I fucking love it. I mean, I got I get a chance to go. I've met a lot of like really awesome comic book creators out there. I made friends with a few of them over the years, and this year was was just another awesome experience. You know, we we went out, and I, my goal this year was to to kind of go off of what I was just talking about. My goal was, I said, I'm going to go out here and I'm going to put the comic in Comic Con. So that was really what my focus was. Um, I had my eye on a couple of key Spider-Man books I wanted to get because one of the biggest writers of Spider-Man comic books, a guy named Marv Wolfman, I knew he was going to be there. Um, the creator of Doomsday, a guy named Dan Jurgens, was going to be there. Oh, God, dude. You're, and then your usual staples, your Todd McFarlane's, your Robert Kirkman's, right. uh, John Romita Jr., who's a, an incredible artist who drew on Spider-Man. So I went out and I said, I'm going to buy some comics, uh, some key books, and... What a key comic book means is, and Spider-Man is a title that I collect, and unfortunately for people who collect Spider-Man, there's a lot of key issues. That's typically where a big event occurs that everyone would have heard of, or a very popular character was first introduced in this specific book, you know. Did uh, did they have any kind of Stan Lee tribute going on, or? Um, you know, I was actually a little bit disappointed. That sh- first, let me say... That show is massive, dude. So there's no way that you can see and be involved with everything. Right. There's there's a hundred things going on at any given time there. I didn't see a whole lot done for. Uh, I think Marvel did some stuff for Stan. I didn't. I don't really go around their booths that much. Right. Because um, it's just usually a fucking madhouse. You know, all these Avengers actors and shit show up in there, and people go fucking crazy. Gotcha. But um um, I didn't see a lot of that. They really didn't do a lot that I saw for for you know the 50th anniversary i really thought that was going to be a big focal point and i didn't see a whole lot of shit there but um from my point um bought a bunch of comic books um got to see a lot of really fucking cool stuff and and then again just met some cool people like i I always say man i've met a lot of famous people and i made a a social media post about this but uh, robert kirkman the creator of the walking dead the writer and the creator of it co-creator i guess technically um, one of the nicest fucking people on the planet, man. Yeah, so, you, you were telling me uh, he he was uh, uh, quite gregarious with you and your son. Yeah, the the story is this that um, you know we we I first first took my son out there in 2011, Logan, my oldest one, and uh, he was 11 years old at the time. So he met a lot of people that year. Uh, I think that was the year he met like Tom Cruise, Emily Blunt, Bill Paxton, Brian K. Vaughn, just on and on. And Tom on. Cruise was at Comic Con. Yeah, he was doing that Edge of Tomorrow movie. Okay. Yeah. But um, so when Logan met him, you know he didn't really he he knew a little bit about The Walking Dead. That was before the the insanity of The Walking Dead. It was kind of like I think the show had been out for like a year or two at that point. Uh-huh. So it was getting popular, but it wasn't it, it hadn't peaked Walking Dead like where everyone knew what that was. But um, so he meets him and they take a photo together, and it was this photo where they were both kind of like doing this thumbs up like cheesy stupid smile right. thing, and um. 
so that kind of started it. And then in 2014, um, Logan went back with me. He's now 14 years old. Similar experience. Met, meets Robert Kirkman again. This is in the peak of Walking Dead insanity. Uh-huh. And um, Robert Kirkman was cool enough then to um, take a photo with, with my son, you know. Um, and let me go back a little bit. The first year I was out there was 2009. Um, that was right... They... they uh, Unveiled or played the the trailer to the first season. So the show hadn't the show was coming out October of two thousand and nine. We saw the trailer to the first season there, the first episode. Yeah. So no one knew what the fuck it was then. The comic had been in existence, but I was an actor still at that point. I was still with the Screen Actors Guild, and uh, my agent at the time I had done an audition for The Walking Dead. You know, uh-huh. um, obviously I didn't get the fucking part for the role of uh, I think the guy's name was Jim. I one of the, I, one oh of the, one yeah, of the, the yeah. He the died. He went kind of crazy. Who gets yeah, bit. that guy. Yeah, I could see you as like a, a, a marauder. Yeah, of, of some. Well, type. I was going for an actual good part, you know. So I auditioned. I didn't get it, but uh, that year, two thousand nine, when we, the first year I went out there, I met Robert Kirkman. Then I actually gave him a copy of my comic book that I did at the time, my zombie comic book that I had done with another friend of the show, Sean Cerny, called "Hungry for Stink." One of these years, hopefully, I'll. Uh, get it going again. We did one episode, one issue. But anyways, and I told him then. I said, "Yeah, man, I, I auditioned for your show. You know, I didn't get it." And uh, we kind of laughed. He was like, "Oh, who'd you audition for?" He actually had a, he was interested in when I said, "I said, oh, it's for the part of Jim, whatever." Well, the next year I go out there, 2010. I was out there again by my, me and Sean Cerny went, and my son wasn't with me that year. And I was walking. This this gives you an example of of how Robert Kirkman is as a person, and it'll I'll reemphasize this in a moment. But I was walking by the image booth, just walking by it, kind of looking over at the side. And he was sitting there. Again, it's 2010, so it wasn't insane. You could just walk up to the guy at that point. Um, and that dude fucking saw, saw me in the crowd and goes, points at me and goes, Hey, Jim! And I was like, what the fuck? And I walked over to him, and he was like, You're the guy that auditioned, you told, uh, auditioned for Jim. And I was like, Yeah, man. And, uh, it was just really cool that he would remember that. I'm picturing you just turning and going, it's John, asshole. Yeah, that's what I should have said. But no, so anyways, that, that, that gives you a sampling of this guy, how this dude is as a person. Um, so 2011, Logan meets him, takes a picture. 2014, meets him again. They recreate that same similar goofy-ass picture. And then I tweeted the, I put those two pictures together, and I tweeted it to him, and he made a comment like, keep that fucking kid away from me. He's making me feel old. You know, it was like a joke uh-huh. thing, yeah. So uh, right before we went out again this year, I retweeted this picture to him and uh, said, hey, I'm bringing him back with me this year, Robert, and he's 19 now, so get ready to feel old again. And uh, he didn't respond, so I was like, whatever, you know, the dude's now, he's a fucking mega superstar yep. character guy. Um, so long story short, which I keep saying that, so it's long story is going to continue to be long. So this year we go out there and um, Logan makes a beeline. I think it was on, we were, we got out there Wednesday for preview night and we always come back on Sunday because even though the conventions go on Sunday, they close down early and it's usually kind of the crappier day, you know? So I figure I, I try to always fly back to beat the crowds and that kind of shit. So I think it was Saturday we went out there and, uh, Logan made a beeline for the Image Skybound booth, Image Comics booth. Skybound is the company that Robert Kirkman launched off of Image. He's one of the big wigs with Image. But anyways, um, and now you have to have a wristband. You know, so you have to go out there first thing, and hopefully that you're lucky enough to get one of the 70 or so wristbands that they hand out. And if you don't, to get your book signed. If you don't, you're shit out of luck. You know? I, I just don't have the drive to even... Tra- when it's something like, oh, there's... 
All right, we got 50 passes yeah. and 8,000 people. I'm like, nope. There's a lot of that at Comic-Con. I tried to get the Frank Miller one again and, and didn't get lucky again this year. But um, but anyway, so Logan goes, makes a beeline, doesn't get the wristband. So he's like, oh, man, fuck. So I said, well, you know what? He's signing at the he's signing till like, I think it was like 1045 or 345, whatever. It was some like 45 minutes after some hour. I said, so we'll just make our way back over by the booth. And, you know, maybe if he's not super busy afterwards, he'll he'll be cool enough to at least take the picture, you know. And up to this point, keep in mind, I have already bought a shitload of, like, Invincible books. Because I've always been probably more of an Invincible fan than a Walking Dead fan. And if you've never read Invincible, that's a, that's the other comic that he kind of wrote around the same time that Walking Dead came out. It's a superhero story. It is fucking amazing. Yeah, Walking Dead just kind of dragged after a while. Yeah, it was really solid. And it was great, you know, at first. And then, it, yeah, I mean, I, I kind of lost... It lost me a little ways um, into it, but uh, Invincible is fucking awesome. It's a lot of fun. It's it's a great story, superhero story. But uh, so if you haven't read that, buy it. So I uh, told Logan we'll just go back by there and see if it's not crazy busy. And I'd already bought a, all these Invincible books. I found a vendor out there who had a good deal on it. I'm like, I love these books. They're really fucking expensive. The early early issues. Um, I think I got a number two if I'm not mistaken. But anyway, moot point. So we go back by the booth, right? And uh, there, he's sitting there at this table doing his signing. There's maybe five or six people left in the line. And there's this guy that works at Image. I wish I remembered the dude's name. He's a bigger guy. And he's been out there from the beginning. I fucking see this dude every time I go by their booth out there. And uh, I was like, hey, man. Um, I had the picture pulled up on my phone, you know, the two pictures. I said, you know, this is my son. He's been doing this picture with Robert since 2011. You think maybe we could hop in? At the end of the line, I, I promise I won't try to get anything signed or violate the rules and no bullshit. I just want to take see if he'll take this photo with my son. I'm pretty sure he will do it. And the guy was like, all right, just kind of hang out. We'll see how it's looking like when he's done. So the uh, the line gets through. The last people are there. Um, and the guy walks over to Robert, and he kind of looks over at me, and he, he smiles. And he goes, yeah, yeah, sure. And he, and he waves us over. And uh, he's like, yeah, I remember you tweeted me this picture again. And uh, even though he didn't respond, the fucking guy got it. Then he remembered that I tweeted it to him. So and I then pulled, he says, I, and I believe I specifically told you child to keep him me. away from me. No, man. He was like, yeah, come on. We'll see. You know, and he's like, pull the picture up. Let me see the stupid pose I did. So I show him. And he's like, oh, man, I retired that fucking stupid thumbs up pose, you know, three years ago. But I'll bring it back out for you guys again, you know. So he, him and Logan wind up doing the pose. He winds up busting Logan's balls a lot because Logan's got a hat on. He makes him take the hat off. And he's like, oh, your hair looks stupid. And, you know, he's fucking just a yeah. funny, funny fucking guy. And they wind up doing the photo, and then we're like, hey, man, thanks a lot, dude. I appreciate it. And he's like, well, hey, do you guys want me to, you got some shit you want me to sign? I'm like, no, nah, man, we didn't get the wristband. I'm not going to be that guy. You know, I told you, dude, that I wasn't going to do that. And he's like, well, I'm telling you, it's fucking fine. Give me, you know, if you got some shit you want to sign, I'll get it. So I go start digging through my backpack. I'm like, okay, cool. And as before I can even pull these books out, he goes, you guys are more Invincible fans than Walking Dead fans, right? I oh, know, I'm sorry. First, he sends one of the image people. He goes, hey, go get them some stuff from the booth. Because he remembers that he'd done this photo. <coughs> so he goes, he sends them to go get us some free... You guys, you, guys, you guys want some stuff? I was like, I mean... No! Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm like, I'm not going to try to, you know, be a greedy dude. I appreciate you taking the photo. I mean, if you want to give us some shit, I'm not going to not take it, you know? So he sends them over, and they come back with, the, like, the latest Walking Dead trade paperback. And uh, he signs it, and, and as I'm pulling the comic books out of my bag, he goes, wait a minute, you guys are more Invincible fans than Walking Dead fans, right? So he remembered this shit. Yeah. 
And I'm like, yeah, dude. So the, and then I pull out these Invincible comic books. He starts signing them. Then he sends the same like image employee. He goes, go back and get him some Invincible shit. And they come over with this exclusive uh, Invincible action figure that he fucking signed. So he winds up giving us like book and a fucking action figure. Signs all our shit. Just, I mean, it really meant a lot. And it made it really made Logan's day. He was like, Logan, we left. He's like, I cannot believe that dude remembered we were Invincible. You know fans. what, John? Just take the keys to my car. No shit. Too. I was like, hey, you know, if you want to keep on, keep on slinging stuff out. No, but, um, so again, Robert Kirkman, coolest dude in the world, man. Um, I cannot say enough nice things about that guy. I've, I've, I've got a, an ample sample size of interacting with him. And um, I've met him at different conventions. Always, always, always a super cool dude. Yeah. Super grateful to his fans. And uh, he, de- trust me, he doesn't have to do that shit anymore. You, um, you know that uh, you reminded me with the uh, the thumbs up. Was it was it a like a double thumbs up? With, no, it was just uh, like one thumbs up with like this goofy ass looking the, smile. The the thumbs I'll up. I'll post thing, it on the I'll post it on the um, slap fight Facebook page for you guys. Yeah, but the the thumbs up thing. I mean that that was kind of a. I mean that's been all over pictures in the Audis. Kind of a uh, I don't really have a good pose. So yeah, just, and uh, I I retired the thumbs up uh, yeah. from my pictures when. Uh, it was uh, I I posted a picture of me with doing like the double thumbs up with a big stupid grin on a uh, old uh, dead medium, and uh, the first comment I got was, "What has two thumbs and lives with his mom?" Oh, nice! And that's uh, that is when I retired the, the thumbs up from any picture taking endeavors. That, the person that made that post obviously is thriving in Reddit because that's how all that fucking cesspool yep. is filled with people like that. But anyways, Robert Kirkman, he, he really made the show awesome for us, man. Um, that same day, I wound up having a really cool interaction with uh, Jim Steranko, who's this fucking 80-year-old... Um, he's a legendary comic book, um, primarily a cover artist. He did a lot of... He's really famous for a lot of Nick Fury covers back in like the 60s. He's done an epic Hulk some Hulk covers, which is, mm-hmm. I bought one, uh, Hulk Annual Number 1, which is an awesome book, and I uh, had him sign that, but it was another one of those kind of personal interactions, you know, I've been busting my ass in the gym lately, trying to get back into shape, and the, he was kind of really paying me a lot of compliments, and uh, really made my son, get, you know, like, Logan even told him, he was like, God, I wish you wouldn't tell him all this shit, I'll never hear the end of this, you know, but just a cool, cool dude, man, and then my... My homie Derek Robertson um, got to meet up with him a couple of times. Uh, the creator, co-creator of the Boys, which they were at, was obviously a massive uh, thing out there. And n- another one of the nicest fucking people in the world. Um, if you ever get a chance, he's at a comic book convention. Go meet Derek Robertson. He's, yeah, he's an equally really good dude. If uh, I mean, I know I know there was a lot. Uh, I saw a bunch of your pictures, uh, but uh, in the interest of keeping the podcast under three hours, yeah. uh, who was the best cosplayer that you saw out there? Dude, the what? best one, hands down. Um, I, there was a guy that was a juggernaut. I don't know if I saw you that one. I, I, I did see that one, and I did not understand like how that costume worked. It was big. I got up kind of close to him. It was the arms were like rubber molded. Yeah, because he. The, but the muscles and the veins and shit were there, and uh, it was. He looks like the goddamn juggernaut. It was fucking awesome. Jumped off the page. Yeah, it was. That was the most impressive one I saw. Probably a close fucking second, maybe 1.5. We were in a line at a Starbucks. I was going to grab a coffee, and there was a fucking guy there cosplaying as uh, Ron Burgundy. I was hoping he would get the honorable mention. He is definitely the honorable mention. I'd seen him the day before as Ricky Bobby, 
And um, this guy was in character the entire time. Well, yeah, you, you gotta you gotta stay in character. And we we wind up he winds up breaking character as we're in the line. Once we actually get in the line and people aren't stopping by to take his photo with him every three seconds, um, he only did it for a little bit. But I, I'd asked him. I said, "Have you ever met Will Ferrell?" And he's like, "Well, let me tell you a story." He goes, "You know, I found my wife found out. I think he said he was from Kansas City. I think that's where he said." <clears throat> but uh, his wife had found out that Will Ferrell was going to be doing an event at a basketball game, I think in L.A., as Ron Burgundy. And so she, she winds up buying her husband the tickets and says, you got to go. So he goes out in his Ron Burgundy, uh, just fucking cold shows up with tickets. And, of course, they see him, and they're like, oh, shit, Will Ferrell's going to be here as Ron Burgundy. And everybody's like, we got to get this guy on camera. So they wind up bringing him in. He winds up meeting Will Ferrell, takes a picture with him, and he shows me the photo. The fucking cosplayer looked more like Will Ferrell than the real Will Ferrell looked like Will Ferrell. I mean, he was spot on. Hey, dude. Hollywood will age you, man. Yeah, he was great. That and he was it was fucking hilarious. Well, that sounds terrific. He even had a man. flute. He even had a flute that he just broke out and you, started and playing. And you said he had a, a microphone. A microphone on his belt. Yeah, with like Channel Four. You know, keep it classy, San Diego or whatever yeah. the fuck the thing was. Yeah, it was. It was awesome. That kind of shit. See, that's why San Diego Comic Con is so awesome, man. There's 160, 170,000 people out there. Everybody is fucking cool. I saw one, um, you know, let me talk to the manager type mom, but she obviously was there with her kid. Her kid was the nerd, and she just happened to be there, and she flared up a little bit like hemorrhoids like her are prone to do. But um, no fucking bullshit with any of these people, man. It's packed. Everybody's running into each other, stepping on every, each other's fucking toes and stuff. No shittiness that I we're ever all, see. We're all here for the same thing. Yeah, man. It's Everybody's just having a blast. It's, just yeah. a, it's a great show. I mean, it's hard to get to, and I understand it's an expensive trip. But um, I highly, highly recommend if you get a chance to do that one, do it. There's other big comic book yeah. shows that are equally cool, but um, that one's that one's the pinnacle. You know, you, you actually just reminded me, uh, just a quick aside. Uh, so since I've been uh, getting ready to move, everybody wants to go out for, you know, oh, let's, you know, let's go grab some coffee, grab a drink, grab dinner. Right. Um, and I, I'm, out, I'm out with a couple of old friends uh, from... My uh, for my nine one one days, and uh, one of them's a, a police officer, right? And he's telling me about one of uh, the dispatchers, and uh, their how her nickname is Ron Burgundy because when whenever there's uh, she's reading a call report over the radio, she will read the whole thing word for word as it's written, <laughs> and uh, she she said like I like if uh, if 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 someone were to prank call. Uh, 911 and and give the call information as just like go fuck yourself St. Bernard she'd probably read that over the radio. Yeah. yeah. If you don't know, I don't can imagine why anyone listening to this show wouldn't know. Ron Burgundy is Will Ferrell's character on the movie Anchorman, which is a fucking hilarious movie. You should go watch it if you've never seen it. And uh he has a podcast now. I've heard that. Yeah, he does uh ESPN uses him a lot. And I guess I think that's what that basketball game was that this guy met him at was one of those. Okay, ESPN. I didn't know that. Yeah, they'll bring him on. Like I've seen him do a hockey commentation at yeah. like a, a NHL game and shit. I mean, if you that's I think that's gotta be his best character he's ever done. Well, I, I know I'm, you I'm like Step Bro. Brothers, um, but but the char- that's what this guy this guy does. The all character of-, of Ron Burgundy is is much more iconic than yeah. Brendan. Well, though. that's what the cosplaying guy told me. He was like, because I asked him, I said, "Do you do a, a Brennan Huff?" And he was like, uh, "No, there's not really a costume there." I'm like, "Yeah, you got it. Really got to have your Dale Doback to pull that off." But he does all the other ones. He showed me, like I said, he did Ricky Bobby. He does Elf. 
um, Ron Burgundy, and I think that was really the main ones. But um, yeah, Ron Burgundy is a pretty iconic fucking character. I, w- I would say Ron Burgundy, and then maybe Harry Carey for uh, oh, from his like SNL days. Yeah, that's uh, that, that. That would be my top, my top two. Yeah, I, that's that's a fair uh, assessment. I think I'm not going to slap fight you over that. But yeah, San Diego man was great. Um, every all the people I met out there were super cool. I got to meet a lot of these legendary comic book creators again. Um, the top two experiences would be Robert Kirkman and, and uh, Derek Robertson, man. Um, just class act human beings as far as just like super, you know, famous. Now, right. now they're both are transcending comic books. You know, Derek shows out, you know, he did Happy, co-created that show Happy that was on Sci-Fi Channel with Christopher Maloney, I think is the Chris guy. Chris Maloney. Chris Maloney. He was awesome in that show. Uh, Pat Oswalt is the little... Uh, CGI the, unicorn, yeah, yeah, he's like a little flying unicorn, thing, yeah. Um, and then now the boys, obviously, which is ugh. well. Let's uh, let's get into that. Yeah. If, uh, if uh, I think we covered the highlights of yeah, the trip. yeah, Comic Con, that's the that's the meat and potato uh, cliff note version of how awesome it was. We had uh, we, we had two big releases on streaming services last night around midnight. Uh, Netflix released the final season of Orange Is the New Black. O-I-N-T-B, I believe the kids call it. O-I-T-N-B. Whatever. Yeah, that's why I'm not Oranges knew the black. Oranges knew the new black. New oranges on the black. <laughs> um, but uh, I've been uh, watching the first couple episodes of that. It's It's got a... Uh, Which I find personally offensive, seeing how you chose that over El Nino's. I have a. I'm gonna have a lot of time to be streaming stuff, and I've. I understand I've re- it's like that, I told you, you I've read choice. through the boys. You've made a choice. I didn't. I didn't you chose wrong. I didn't pick one and erase the other one from existence. You can go stick your Piper, fucking. That's the only Chapman thing I remember from that show. Yeah, Piper. The, the, I, I, I watched. That, uh, I watched it like I told you before. I watched it up until the. Um, Ruby Rose season, and then I was just kind of like, ugh, I'm kind of well, got tired. Well, of that it. show has Batman syndrome, where the main character is the least interesting character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could see that because it and the, another problem. And I mean, I like the show still. I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see how they wrap it all up. Because uh, I mean, they've got a they got a ton of fucking threads. Because that cast is out of control, huge. Yeah, but um. The problem is they... Uh, Are you liking this new season? I'm liking it so far. It's got a very anti-ice bent. Uh, ah, that's a okay. big part of the storyline, which is uh, you know very uh, fashionable right. on, on the left uh, these I days. I remember a lot of Latinas in the show. Yeah, yeah now there's uh, there's a, a storyline where several of the uh, Latina... in or I think Latinx is uh, also a preferred... Uh, okay. Term now, but so just whatever your adjective choice is. Yeah, yeah, guys, we 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 mean we mean nobody any harm. I like to call them mamacitas. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, one one of them is. Uh, it, I mean, the, they're all lovely ladies, but uh, one of the uh, Latina characters on the show is just unbelievably gorgeous. Oh, easy. Keep your beans in your burrito there, Buell. All right, I'll put them back. <laughs> but yeah, so some of the uh, some of them have wound up uh, in the custody of ICE, uh-huh. and uh, that's a, kind of a storyline of how them trying to overcome that situation. Makes sense. That show is a very progressive-leaning show. It's, yes. You know, if you've yes, ever it seen is. it, it's very LBGTQRST. Oh, man. If, uh, if if you watch just the first season, uh, er- the main character, Piper, and her, uh, her fiancé, who's played by Jason Biggs, they are just, like, the most 
annoying, bougie New York couple, yeah. and they're constantly listening to NPR and, and talking about, uh, you know, soy lattes and, yeah, yeah. and uh, free, you, free market soap. They hit all the cliches, yes. But uh, I'm enjoying that so far, but the what I'm really excited about and uh you know which you've already gotten into is uh the boys the series dude it's fucking awesome has dropped on amazon prime as of midnight last night i I don't know how many total episodes there are i'm six deep in it already i've binged six episodes i think i looked at i think it's most of these are like 12 or 13 hopefully because it listen as a big fan of the comics and i know you've read the comics as well and we've actually done a podcast uh, where we talked to good Back when our audio quality was shit, we talked a good bit about uh, the boys, but this show is fucking amazing. It's it's really good. So they got it. They got it, and, and the, what's really brilliant about it is there are a lot of differences from the show to the comic book. Like, uh, some significant differences. Like, the boys themselves have no power in this. They're not v- compound V'd up. Com- so, the, so they're, uh, they're regular just dudes. T- tough humans. Yeah. Well, the female, you, she doesn't come in, I think, until episode four or five. Spoiler alert. Well, she, let's, she's well, got, I'm not, this I, not I, to yeah, spoil the, anything, this but she has some less power. Than, the, it's yeah. been out less than 24 hours, so we're going to keep this one spoiler-free. She has some powers. and um, More the, for my benefit than anything. Characters are a little bit different. It, it's There are... I tried to explain this to a guy earlier who was asking me about it. It's different enough so that you won't be able to be like... It won't be super predictable if you're a fan of the comic, but it's equally as good and not quite as fucked up because I don't know if you could possibly make it as fucked up as those comic books get. Those in comic a good way, you're getting got fucking crazy sometimes. Yeah. Goddamn, there's some weird shit in this show, but it's it's brilliant. It, you can tell they're the same. They're the same thing, but they're not identical enough to where one's going to ruin the other. They're separate enough properties where they're both fucking amazing. But they don't. Neither one is like uh, negative, negatively derivative of the other. If that makes sense. It's yeah. There, no, there's awesome. a there's a lot of value in that strategy because yeah. I mean, you you want to keep the you fans. See it, you see it a lot. I mean, they did there. they did a little bit of it with uh, Game of Thrones. Did it? Walking Dead did it. They 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 diverged enough from the source material. I feel like this show diverges more than those shows did. Yeah. But it's really good. It, it is incredibly fucking good. Glory. Like, if, like if they wanted to make a movie, I think people would. You'd more want it to uh, be streamline it. Yeah. Bo- uh, well, I was gonna say more probably true to the plot of yeah. the comic book. Yeah. When it's a, That's what I mean. Streamline it's a, like, if it's a movie or or you know everything's got to be a trilogy now. Right. Or in the case of Avatar, uh, whatever the fuck it is, when there's eight of them. This this one I'm really hyped about. Derek even told me when I was out there that they this show got greenlit. For a second season before the first episode was ever seen, I've seen that happen uh, with some shows uh, before. But and I mean, that's, the that's dude, good news. It's Seth Ro- Seth Rogen, Evan Goldberg, his partner. But then it's also the guy that created, I think, Supernatural. Eric okay, Cramp- well, well, King and, Crampy or something like that. Well, and he's on Twitter saying that this is the most he's he's more excited about this than he's anything he's done. Which and, is pretty fucking awesome. You'll recall that uh, Rogan and Goldberg were also uh, the uh, preacher. Producer, yeah. yeah, they were the producer team uh, behind getting Preacher out of development hell yeah. after Jesus, like at least ten years, and turned it into what I believe is one of the best shows on television. It's yep, really, fourth season, fourth this, and final season. This as 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 good as that. Yeah, that's really really fucking yeah. good. The acting is incredible. The actors that play them. Um, 
they had, you're wearing a Tom Petty uh, T-shirt, and it was funny because Derek Robertson had made a comment that, um, for those of you who don't know, fucking know the story of the boys, this isn't a spoiler because it's in the trailers, one of the central characters, the story kind of focuses around this guy, Wee Huey, or Huey, um, who winds up getting recruited into the boys because one of these superheroes kills his girlfriend, Robin. Yeah. And uh, in the comic, he's wearing a Tom Petty t-shirt. I'm pretty sure. And Derek said in the show, they have a very high attention to detail because he's wearing a Tom Petty t-shirt yeah. in that moment in the show. Um, so it's stuff like that, but you only see terror. You know, he's only in a glance so far. He's not a... Oh, the, the good wee Doug. Yeah. Fuck it. Terror, fuck, fuck it. it. Yeah. Yeah, no, but if... He's not in it like that. I mean, it's... Dude, it's really good. Like yeah. I said, it's it's really different from the comics in, in all the best possible ways to where that it can keeps the awesomeness of the comic, but it's its own unique thing. And now, it's fucking awesome. Now I, I do have two questions and right. I and I trust you to uh you know ans- answer, answer them uh as vaguely as you need to. Got it. But uh so in the comics, uh if you're if you're unfamiliar with the boys, we were talking about Wee Huey. Uh yeah. it, Petite Huey is French <laughs> He even Fred- calls him that in the show and there's a joke he's like, Will you stop calling me that? I'm six foot tall. He says that in the show. Oh God, he was like five foot five in the comic books. Yeah, but that's that's fine. But my, my uh, but I was gonna say that uh, in the in the comic books to to get an idea of kind of what Huey's character is like in the books is I know uh, where, I know where you're going with this. Yeah, he is a he he is a very nice, sweet guy who just wants to uh, you know find a nice lady to settle down with and you know kind to animals. Good to his fellow man, and then he gets recruited into this kind of a beta male, I believe, is the term these days. Yeah, but he, he gets uh, well, we don't, you know, we don't throw terms like that around yes. on this show. We because yes. I mean, it's, but that gives the listener an idea yeah. of the kind of character you're. Well, you know, to. I don't want nerds to have flashbacks to high school. <laughs> right, or right, right. Nothing wrong with being a beta male. Exactly. No, I mean, this show is for nerds by nerds. Yes, yes. but um. He gets recruited into this gang that's essentially forced to do, you know, tons of horrible violence, and he just complains about it endlessly. Yeah. Uh, how do, do... He's not... Well, first of all, the guy that plays Wee Huey is... Um, I just learned this from friend of the show, Sean Cerny. It's the son of Meg Ryan and um, Dennis Quaid. Well, damn! Now, how did he possibly get a right? Right. Get an but in, he's in good, Hollywood. He's a good fucking actor. Oh yeah. No, no. no, man, he's not. He doesn't come off annoying at all. That's good. That's he, refreshing. He has that vein. I mean, that's where he kind of his origin. He's just a regular dude, and he's like, you know, he is needless to say shocked by some of the shit that yeah. happens. So that occurs, but he's not whiny. He, he he starts off a little bit that way, but his his trajectory and his arc over the first few episodes, he's not an annoying character at all. You actually yeah. really like him a lot. I, I, I think the best analogy would be if you've ever seen the show Trailer Park Boys. Uh, yeah. Ju- uh, Ricky and, and Julian are always coming up right. with a criminal scheme, but their friend Bubbles, he, he goes along with it, but the whole time he is just appalled right. at everyone's right. behavior. Yeah, yeah, no, but uh, they... they all of the characters are fucking great in this in this show. They nail it, especially with the boys. But the guy that plays, um, uh, I mean, all the all the cast of the seven Homelander is fucking outstanding. I saw the promotional the deep picture. Is great. He's not wearing the mask. He's just a dude with a suit. Yeah, that would get stupid. Yeah, that, that wouldn't. I don't to think that the, would translate the, to the uh, diver's to film. helmet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
My other, the other thing I wanted to ask though was Mike Noir looks fucking awesome. He looks like Snake Eyes. You could do him a uh, CGI practically. He, no, the he looks fucking awesome. He looks like Snake Eyes. All he, right, he's badass. <laughs> yeah. Um, Herogasm. Have not yet. Have you? Uh, okay. There, there are. There are quite a few individual scenes that could be pulled from Herogasm. That level of yeah. depravity does exist in the show. But that event has not occurred yet. Yeah, so Herogasm was... That's, uh, that's pretty far down in the comic, so I don't even know if that I would could, be yeah, the okay, first It's been season. a while since I've read it, but uh, Herogasm is an event in the comics. And, uh, th- and this really isn't uh, a spoiler for if, if you want to read it, but it's... Uh, once a year, all the, the big-time superheroes uh, will... Lie and say they, they're going to do this big intergalactic yeah, battle. They, with they make alien. they make up a ruse that uh, you know Thanos and the Black Order are are coming to Earth and, and we every all the heroes. every hero. I think even the villains get in on it too. And they've said, "Look, we're going to put aside our differences and band together. We're going to go out and fight this battle for the good of Earth." Uh, <laughs> and you know we'll we'll be we'll probably be back in a week or two. Yeah. And in reality, they go to a private. Tropical Island Resort that is filled with prostitutes, <laughs> sex, sex workers, uh, and drugs of, of all different kinds, and they just fuck, 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 fuck. It, it is yeah. a marquee. It's awesome, de- but it is really fucking. <laughs> it's straight out of Marquis de Sade. Yes, very much. There are definitely scenes that uh, hit that beat throughout the show. The event of Herogasm, I will. It's not a spoiler because you've read the comic, but it's it's a scene that's fucking amazing. I think it's episode four of the show where you will remember around Herogasm there was a, an incident involving an air a plane. Yeah, that, that was, is in there. That was and that um, is fucking outstanding. I think done. that was uh, probably one of the first like truly dark yeah, that, moments they of hit, the comic. They hit that right on the head. And yeah, it was fucking perfectly ex- executed perfectly. The CGI in this show is. Fucking spot on. That's the, good because Amazon does. The Queen Maeve is awesome. Like the, the there's the f- the first three minutes of episode one, uh, and they, this has actually been out. They released this footage before the season dropped. But there's an armored car that's you know been stolen, and the police are chasing, and is fucking driving through town. And Queen Maeve or Mauve or whatever. I pronounced it Maeve. Yeah. When I was in my head when I read they, it, she like jumps in front of it, and basically this cuts it in. You know, it runs into her. She doesn't move and basically cuts the armored car in half with her fucking body. It is so goddamn well done. And uh, Homelander's, like, you know, laser eyes. I mean, it's fucking great, dude. It's really, 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 really well done. I cannot see a possible scenario where anyone who's read and liked these comics will not like this show. It's, again, it's well, it's, a, its own separate thing. It's the same characters, but a lot of the plot stuff is a little bit different. Like I said, the boys don't have... When I first heard that the boys did... The show was going to have the boys, which is the gang of, of hero handlers, you could call them. Yeah. Without Compound V is what is like their Captain America super soldier serum. If all this sounds foreign to you, you fuckers haven't been listening to the slap fight enough. But anyways, um, when I heard they weren't going to have powers like that, I was like, man, I don't know how the fuck this is going to work, but it works great. It, well, it that, works well. That sounds good. I'm 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 really looking forward to it. Uh, but before I get to the boys, I, I I gotta see what happens to the to the ladies. You know. I T N B. There you yeah. go. Yeah, check out those lesbians. I guess see what they're all about. Yeah, some of them are. Uh, Natasha Lyon uh, probably plays the best one. Yeah. Uh, 
But that's another, uh, another good show real quick on Amazon to watch. Uh, I just want to give it a shout out because I was loving it. The boys came out and naturally I had to put it aside. I'm, I'm on the la- halfway through oh, the I last episode. Oh, I think I know what you're going to say. Good Omens. Yeah, I, I saw the first episode. Really well done show. Very... It's, uh, Neil Gaiman is the co-writer of that who's... Sandman fame comic book guy who's now a fucking Lucifer, um, massively popular. I don't, I'm sure he's won tons of awards as a novelist. He's a really well regarded novelist. Yeah, uh, American Gods is another big one that he did on Stars. Oh, uh, you know if if uh, if you ever see the uh, trade paperback for Neverwhere by Neil Gaiman, uh, it's a standalone comic. Excellent. Yeah, he's, he's excellent. He's stuff. one of the guys I mentioned on the show before. There there are some people in comic books who elevate comic books. From just sequential storytelling comics to literature, and he's one of the guys that do that. You yeah, know? Um, he he is a a plus a tier level writer. Yeah. He's really 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 talented guy. I'm a big fan. Well, uh, be- before we get into uh, the talking about uh, the future of the show a little bit more, uh, I actually just remembered. I, I think we'd be remiss not to. Uh, mention, but uh, recently Alan Moore announced uh, that he was retiring. From uh, making comics, he told me that, and I was like, "Well, I thought he'd already practically retired." Yeah, I mean, stomped when he... off in a petulant, poked-out bottom lip state. In yeah, anger I mean, a yeah. While back. Well, when you spend most of your we time, did an episode on Alan Moore. Yeah, he, he's definitely got kind of the, uh, you know, uh, grumpy old man living in a dusty Get British house, surrounded by old dusty tomes of sorcery, but. Uh, I mean, you know, you can't can't begrudge the guy if he's. He uh, is another one that that elevated it to a literature form. Yeah. You know, oh, so absolutely. Can't argue that. He's the guy's and, uh, an amazing writer. But yeah, unfortunately, you know, it's it, it's always good to see stuff from him. But I mean, the the man has a massive body of work. I yeah, think he was, that's his choice. If he chooses to do that, he's already kind of, to my understanding, um, by and large. Um, extricated himself from the from the community. I don't think he does a well, lot of conventions and things like that and fan interactions, to my knowledge. Now. Well, I don't know how often they were putting him out, but I know, uh, I, I guess they were still putting out uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen because I saw a bunch of tweets about how this this is the last and issue And when you heard that, out. and you probably had a little bile squirt up in the back of your throat if you saw that shit stain of a movie early 2000s, that is not... The comic book that Alan Moore made. Well, I don't think Alan it's, Moore has ever it's been based happy off of it, but with it's, a movie. Yeah, of, they were of his. Stuff. Well, some of them have been well done, but that he one was doesn't not, like no, them. Though. He doesn't like them. No. Yeah, but I uh, just wanted to get that out of the way before we. Uh, Thanks for all the hard work and great stories, Alan Moore. Yes, if, sir. If the never write again, which I highly suspect he will, but okay. And uh, and I will uh, do what I assume you want from everybody, and just simply leave you the fuck alone. Yes. But uh, so. We talked a little bit about uh, you know the, this transitional period, uh, and we've we've discussed the possibility of doing a, a bit, maybe a bit of a soft reboot of the show because we've we've talked about trying to find a more concrete format. I think just so everyone knows where this where this comes from is we we like doing what we're doing, just sit around bullshitting. But um, by and large, if you listen to a lot of podcasts, if, this, if we're the only one to listen to, you're not, you're not going to miss a beat because it's still going to be awesome. But most of them are a little bit more, um, I guess, streamlined. Is the you know they kind of hit on a theme and kind of focus yes. with it. Ours is a lot more general conversation about just nerdy shit, which I love. But um, 
it's not the greatest for building an audience. Yeah, there's yeah. and there are one or two other podcasts that uh, kind of do this do a similar yeah. thing with us. And it, and hey, I I enjoy coming out here and recording, uh, getting these out here. The those of you guys who who do listen, uh, I've I've heard. Uh, pretty much nothing but good things. Yeah, which are we haven't we we're not quite finding the audience that we were looking for. We're, you know, we're kind of a leveled off, so we're kind of reapproaching our strategy of how to kind of you know reach a bigger audience because we we do this because it's fun, but obviously you want people to listen to it. You know, I mean, I, I don't write books so that you know forty people buy it. You know, it's great yeah. that they do, and I'm very appreciative of those forty people. But you always kind of want to. You kind of want to grow and evolve so so that we can do more cool shit. Yeah, and I mean, uh, everybody needs a creative outlet. We can't start panhandling to you fuckers for money and Patreon shit, you know, until we get a bigger audience. So. And and every time I've ever, especially like you know, because I know I know people who paint, I know people who do poetry, stand up comedy, po- I, I know other podcasters, whatever. And every time I've ever heard someone say like, eh, I mean, I'm I'm just doing this for me. I've always felt a, a just uh, that's always pinged a little bit of my bullshit radar. Yeah, I think anyone that does any art form, and this is an art form, it's it's a form of entertainment, I should say. Yeah, that uh, you do that because you want to entertain someone. You, you know? want you want that's, you want others to right. enjoy what comedians you've made. don't get on stage and hope no one shows up. Writers don't write books; they hope no one reads. Painters don't paint pictures; they hope no one sees. Podcasters don't record podcasts and hope no one listens to them. It's stupid, you know. So I agree with you. That's probably bullshit. Yeah, but, <laughs> but so like, I just do this for myself, man. You know. I heard uh, I heard a guy after an open mic one time. He he went up on stage and he bombed, and uh, he was kind. Of, and we, we've all been there. I've I have bombed plenty of times and i i will continue to have uh sets where i bomb as you know i you know do the odd open mic and stuff here and there more but, of a stand-up comedian am i right eh. <laughs> <laughs> but uh but then afterwards he just kind of goes eh, i mean I'm, I'm really just telling these jokes for me and i'm thinking well then fucking stay home and yeah. tell them to the bathroom mirror? mirror yeah <laughs> if you want an audience of one you have it I mean, you, you you got you got to own it when yeah. things don't go so well, well. If you don't, man, you're never gonna get better. You know, like I exactly. said, I, I write a lot. Of, I've written a lot for a long time, and you know, um, at first, you don't. Anyone tells you something sucks, you're like, "Fuck you." But after you do it a while, you crave honest feedback. You want yes. someone to tell you when your shit's not good, so that you can improve the, your craft and get better at it. So. Yeah, whatever. But so we're uh, we're tossing around a couple of ideas, and and honestly, uh, we we came on one. I I, I don't want to really give it away just yet, but uh, jo- I think John uh, came up with a pretty damn good one, and uh, it'll it'll definitely require a little bit more research on both of our parts and yeah. prep work. But in the same it's, uh, vein of what we've been doing, but like I said, just a little bit more streamlined. I mean. We haven't locked down. That's what we're going to do. But I think that'll be a fun one to do. And I think, and I think there's a place uh, to uh, just kind of, you know, briefly get into like, you know, news of the day or whatever. But the 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 real meat and potatoes of the podcast, I think we kind of want to be about a a certain. Yeah, you want to bring some information to people that some people who listening might know about it, and and but you also want to kind of inform people on nerdy shit, and that's kind of what we were just talking about doing. Like we've just been talking about, you know. All the stuff, the stories that we tell, you know, it's sharing interesting shit with people, and that's the same thing we would be doing. It would just be a, a more streamlined approach on a, on on the topic. Yeah, and it, like, because uh, not that we're not purposely being vague here. We just haven't honestly haven't de- decided what we're going to do. But but like to 
if if we're yeah, but maybe to make it a little bit less vague, just sort of what we're talking about. We uh, we really kind of look up. Well, I look up to them. I know, I know they've kind of annoyed you a couple of times, but uh, there's there's a fantastic podcast out there called Marveling at Marvel's Marvels. Yeah, we've talked mentioned them on here before. Yeah, and they. Uh, I mean, hey, maybe maybe future friends of the show. Who knows? Possibly one of them at least. But uh, we. Their their whole deal is that every uh, two weeks they do an episode and uh, one of them basically sort of runs down the the history and, and bio of a Marvel character uh, to another guy on the show who has no interest in comics and so he doesn't want to fucking be interested. He tends he tends to sometimes excessively shit on them. Yeah, that, a little that, bit. That's what annoys me is he feels like the guy's just doesn't really give a fuck. Well, I think there's a certain partial trolling aspect yeah. to uh yeah. to I'm his not deal. A big fan of that. But but with a format well, the main like guy that, I like a lot, the comic book guy. Oh yeah, right. also named John. Yep. But uh the but with a format like that as an audience member, you think, "Oh, I want to hear them talk about this guy yeah. and this guy." Yeah. I mean, I listen you know they. I, I do get frustrated with the with the bullshit on that show sometimes. But ultimately, what the show is, keeps I've subscribed to their podcast yeah. because I like listening to what they talk about. And, and they're and, gonna bring up some interesting shit. They, hell, man, I'm pretty balls deep into comics, and I wasn't that familiar with Runaways until I listened to their show, and now I've read that comic oh, and watched that show. And yeah, it's fucking they've awesome, they've so. they've gotten me onto so many great Marvel comics. Yeah. And but what I but what I'd really like to do is put out something where uh, listeners will. Think, oh man! If if they're if if this is what they're doing, then you know they could do episodes about this, 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 this or this, this thing, yeah. and and get excited about. Yeah, that. that's kind of what we're going to be doing, and, and we're just still working out the wrinkles. But um, I think that's probably going to happen because I, I just think it's it's the smart evolution of the show, you know. Yeah. Um, and I think no, like I said before, anyone who's enjoyed listening to us just ramble about all the random shit we've talked about on twenty something episodes. I don't know how many we've done. Um, you're going to like what we're doing regardless because it's going to be the same shit. So, Yeah. Well, that was, uh, that was about everything we wanted to cover this week. Uh, we will be back once again, guys. Don't, don't despair. Have it's, no uh, fear. The Slap 5 will always be here. Maybe under a different name, though. Maybe not up in your rear, but always in your ear. That's... Not reassuring. <laughs> We're going to penetrate one of your orifices. I would think you'd prefer it to be your ear hole than your butthole. Just yeah. saying. But, uh, I know I would. I'm going to I'm gonna be miss uh, podcasting with you face-to-face, oh, yeah, man. man. I'm sure we'd listen. You're going to continue to visit. I'm sure we'll have some special moments where Absolutely. we can do some live-on-live action again, you know? And... Uh, and uh, Give your give your dogs a treat for uh, for this They've this been one final time. Yeah. They they actually kind of left us the fuck alone. They've been really good this time. I will have to give them a little love. Probably more probably more my wife. I'll give her a treat because she probably got them cordoned off in the bedroom with the door closed. Hey but. man, you uh you 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 reward the appropriate parties as yes, you see as fit. needed. Yeah, but no man, I, I I do love doing these, so we're gonna definitely continue to do them. I wish you and as I'm sure all of our listeners wish you nothing but the best. On your new adventure and your That's new path right. in life, it's going to be awesome. I'm super happy for you. Thank you. And it's going to be awesome. So, thank you guys for listening to us. Thanks for those of you who share it um, and so subscribe to the show, man. Just stick with us. We'll have more content out for you soon. Stay tuned. Stay tuned and keep your buttholes tight. <laughs>